was cushioned by the long boatman standing in his little wooden craft against the wall with no way to escape. Like a surprising number of fishermen on the Mekong, he'd never learned to swim. The overlapping metal deck sliced him apart like a scythe cutting through rice stalks, and the railing pinned him upright where he'd been standing. The embarrassed captain and his crew pulled him, his torso, up onto the deck where he lay in numb confusion, chattering and laughing, as if he didn't know he was missing a couple of limbs. The boat reversed, and people on the bank watched the legs topple into the water and sink. They likely swelled up in a few hours and returned to the surface. They had worn odd flip-flops, so the chances of them being reunited in time for the funeral were poor. If you intend to cite a heart attack for every cause of death, I don't really see why we need a coroner at all, comrade. Siri had reached his limit, and it was a limit that floated in a vast, distant atmosphere. After seventy-two years, he'd seen so many hardships that he'd reached the calmness of an astronaut bobbing about in space. Although he wasn't much better at Buddhism than he was at communism, he seemed able to meditate himself away from anger. Nobody could recall him losing his temper. Dr. Siri Paibun was often described as a short-arsed man. He had a peculiar build, like a lightweight wrestler with a stoop. When he walked, it was as if his bottom half was doing its best to keep up with his top half. His hair, clipped short, was a dazzling white. Where a lot of Lao men had awakened late in life to find, by some miracle of the Lord above, their hair returned to its youthful blackness— Siri had more sensible uses for his allowance than Yudum Chinese dye. There was nothing fake or added or subtracted about him. He was all himself. He'd never had much success with whiskers, unless you counted eyebrows as whiskers. Siri's had become so overgrown, it took strangers a while to make out his peculiar eyes. Even those who'd travelled ten times around the world had never seen such eyes— They were the bright green of well-lighted snooker-table felt, and they never failed to amuse him when they stared back from his mirror. He didn't know much about his real parents, but there had been no rumours of aliens in his blood. How he'd ended up with eyes like these, he couldn't explain to anyone. Forty minutes into the shared burden tutorial, Judge Haeng still hadn't been able to look into those eyes. He'd watched his pencil wagging, He'd looked at the button dangling from the cuff of the doctor's white shirt. He'd stared up through the broken Louvre window as if the red star was sparkling in the evening sky outside the walls of the Department of Justice, but he hadn't once looked into Siri's brilliant green eyes. Of course, Comrade Siri, we have to have a coroner, because, as you well know, any organised socialist system must be accountable to its brothers and sisters— Revolutionary consciousness is maintained beneath the brilliance of the beam from the socialist lighthouse. But the people have a right to see the lighthouse keeper's clean underwear drying on the rocks. Hell, the boy was good at that. He was a master at coming up with exactly the wrong motto for the right situation. Everyone went home and analysed their mottos and realised too late that they had no bearing on anything. Siri stared at the sun-starved boy and felt kind of sorry for him. His only claim to respect was a Soviet law degree on paper so thin you could see the wall behind it. 
He'd been trained, rapidly, to fill one of the many gaps left by the fleeing upper classes. He'd studied in a language he didn't really understand and been handed a degree he didn't really deserve. The Soviets added his name to the roster of Asian communists successfully educated by the great and gloriously enlightened socialist motherland. Siri believed a judge should be someone who acquired wisdom layer by layer over a long life, like tree rings of knowledge, believed you couldn't just walk into the position by guessing the right answers to multiple-choice tests in Russian. Can I go? Siri stood and walked towards the door without waiting for permission. Haeng looked at him like he was lower than dirt. I think we'll need to discuss attitude at our next tutorial. Don't you? Siri smiled and resisted making a comment. And doctor, the coroner stood with his nose to the door, why do you suppose the Democratic Republic issues...